The Kinky Cocktail Hour is brought to you by Motor Bunny, the world's most powerful saddle-style vibrator that offers fabulous creative sexual experiences. We use it and it rotates, it vibrates, and it delivers mind-blowing orgasms. Enjoy Motor Bunny as your favorite sex toy. When you order the Motor Bunny, multiple attachments are included along with the link controller, which allows wireless control from anywhere. Motor Bunny is the world's most powerful saddle-style vibrator on earth. Use the link in the show notes and spice up your sex life with a Motor Bunny. You're listening to Kinky Cocktail Hour, a conversation between adults about sex-forward relationships, kinky lifestyles, and frank communication. If you're under 18, please stop listening and visit scarletteen.com. I'm Lady Petra. My pronouns are she, her, and hers. I'm Sapphire Master. My pronouns are him, his, and he. And this is Kinky Cocktail Hour. Cheers! Cheers. What are we drinking today? We are drinking Dos Amadillos Reposado tequila. Because I, we're having tacos again tonight. Tacos are the <laughs> best. You know, I, I never forget, there was a, uh, a Trump advisor in yeah. the 2016 campaign. Uh-huh. I can't remember his name, Steve somebody or other. And he was like, if Hillary Clinton wins, it's going to be a taco truck on every corner. I'm like, yes, yes, we need that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, I know. This is the tequila where we have gone through, we didn't try their Blanca, but we tried the Reposado and we tried the Añejo. Añejo, excuse me. And, you know, technically, as you go through, I'm not saying it's always that way, but the more aged yeah. the tequila, people like it. Just like with wines, the more right. aged people like it. But that's not always true. And we found in this case, the Aneo is really good. We love that. Yeah. Okay. But it doesn't actually touch this. No, the this Reposado is... in this line of tequila Yeah, this is, is the best fantastic. Reposado I've ever had. And to be honest, our Blanca is our 1800 silver. Right. Best I've ever had. And that really, because we like to keep that in the freezer, I haven't found one that's any better. No. No. I think if you're interested in... An outstanding reposado. Oh, yeah. Dos Amadeos is your reposado. It's so good. It's beautiful. It's so good. Smooth. It's smoky. It's delicious. It's 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 chocolatey. You know what I got? I got chocolate drinking this. Well, what I love about this as a sipping tequila, which it is, please don't bastardize if I put it in anything. Although there is a uh, drink that I make where I use reposado in. and uh, this reposado. What was that? But not this reposado. I have once, and I got in trouble for that. But what I'm saying is, this is like when you sip a scotch, you sip a brandy. Right. It is that good. It's delicious. It's just, I could go pour a little sniff of this and be just fine. Yeah, beautiful. Chapter 22? The final chapter. The final chapter. Wow. Okay, so how am I left? I am left... A little bit unsurprised. Sure. And a little bit surprised. Okay, yeah. Right, and here's why. She discovered in her interactions with Crombie Mm -hmm. her own experience of who she really was 
mm-hmm. in her relationship with Gordon. Mm-hmm. And she confronted the lack of happiness and joy that came out of her relationship with her husband and with the person who kept her after Gordon. Right. And she spilled her guts. And yeah. in that process of spilling her guts, she became enamored with him in the way he interacted with her. Yeah, like infatuated with his, Little bit. With his manner with her. Right. Something was very telling. She called him out on the way he interacted with her mm-hmm. about resetting the time of the appointment mm-hmm. because he interacted with it, like he interacted with it, like he had made a request, she honored the request, he thanked her for honoring the request, and what she wanted was to be told what to do. Well, she reacted to him like he was uh, responding to her as an equal or a submissive versus a dominant. Right. Because she made the whole point about how tailors and doctors and um, hairdressers. hairdressers and room service waiters all are basically eunuchs. Right. And no dominant level at any point. Right. So that landed that way for her. She calls him out mm-hmm. and she's got this sort of you know, a little infatuation occurring. It's not overt, it's covert. Mm -hmm. At the end of the session, he tells her to put her face up to him and to kiss her. Well, yeah, there's a long thing about she wants to be overcharged or charged as much as possible. I think that's more of a jab to her husband. Right. And he charges her what he should charge her. Right. She's trembling, and I didn't get the trembling until now, that it's all ending. This right. is all ending for her. Right. And it's disruptive. And then she basically goes across the room, puts her arms around his neck to give him a hug, pretty much. And she embraces him in a way where she kind of melts into him a little bit. Right. And then he tells her to kiss him. So there's something about touch, right? Mm-hmm. And so I've said goodbye to women mm-hmm. where they've given me a hug goodbye, and right. there's no energy in that touch. Sure. And I've said goodbye to women where they've melted into me, Mm -hmm. and there's a lot of passion in that touch. Right. And so you can imagine the way she melted into him. Exactly. And he says, turn your face up, and they kiss, and that leads to him saying... Well, he specifically says, not just turn my face up, turn your face up and kiss me. And kiss me, yeah. He tells her what to do, and And she she loves that. She does. And then he tells her to get on the couch, and then... It seems like they had sex. Yes. Yes. They yeah. totally had yeah. sex. And he commits to keeping her forever. Like right there. Like right there. And and she obeys. She's, she's all in. She's all in, yeah. yeah. And she says she loves him. And she says she loves him, yeah. That was the surprising part. I didn't expect her to Because they, they were, I didn't expect her to say that, so I questioned yeah. that a little bit. But his probing in this chapter on her having access to finding love, because she was somewhat flippant right. about it's an imaginary thing. You can't plan right. for it. it. You know, if it happens, you're lucky it happens, blah, blah, right. blah, blah. And I have to say, cause you and I are taking a seminar right now, a right. relationship seminar. And, and I hear other people's response to finding love. And it sounds right. just like what she said, right? Like exactly. But lots of people are very cynical about that. Right. And so at the end of the chapter, when we're talking a few pages, yeah. she goes into, I love you. Yeah. Yeah. 
And let's be honest. She's, she's been, been with there him for two weeks or three weeks. Three weeks. Yeah. And then she maybe has seen him in real life two or three times before this. Well, no, because she's seen him about three times a week. She made that point. So she would have seen him about eight or nine times. But before therapy with him, when yes. she was with seeing Gordon, she, she may have him once. once. Okay, yeah. yeah, once. And she had no real relationship with him. Either. Yeah, she didn't even describe him well. No. No, so, okay. So the book is over. The book is ended. And the way it's ended is it's the story of a submissive who discovers her experience with her submission, mm -hmm. doesn't find passion in that space, mm -hmm. and it ends with her potentially finding passion in her submission. I was thinking about this as I was reading this chapter. I thought, so she liked the domination part yes. that Gordon afforded her. Yes. And she put up with all his abuse because she was getting the domination that yes. she wanted. Although this guy's way more gentler, loving dominant. Yes. And she, like the ending statement of her eroticism after they joined, yeah. you know, on the couch was way different than her experience with Gordon. She's still being dominated. Yes. But he's more of a sensual dominant. Exactly. Than him who was a sadist. And that's what I'm saying. She may not have found her right match for her submission. Right. The submission that she enjoys because she didn't really know this about herself. No. That's the whole point. Gordon opened her up to her exploring her own submission, but because he was a sadist and he was mentally ill, right. she went with it because she liked the dominance right. and then thought, well, this is just what I have to put up with. Because she talked about it a lot, like I have to put up with this. But also, there's a part of her that's a masochist, too, because she was aroused by the abuse. She was aroused by the impact play. She was aroused by those things. They weren't not arousing for her. I think so, but I also know there are people that are so submissive and desiring that so much. They will tolerate a lot of other things, just like anyone in a vanilla relationship does the same thing. Sure. Because they're getting what they want. But if they were truly authentic... They would say, well, yeah, I would prefer not, not to have that. Yeah. And I really think she probably would prefer that because she also spent, right after Gordon, was it two or three years with that older man? Yeah. Who all he was was keeping her. Right. And she was uh, lukewarm about the whole relationship, but she didn't despise what he was doing. There's no real discussion about that relationship. So it didn't really land for her in any way that was right. meaningful. Yeah. Would I recommend this book? Okay. I think I would. I would. I would. I would. It's I'd just a it. challenging read at times. Well, it's short. It's easy to read. Easy reader. But there's a lot in it in the relationship dynamics. Mm -hmm. And if you're a kingster and you have a context for dominance and submission, mm -hmm. for bondage and discipline, for sadomasochism, there's a lot in this book to draw from. What's interesting is what she skips over for me. Like, there's not a lot of her own introspection about how she developed a loving desire for Crombie. Exactly. It just it's, skips, it skips right over it. What there isn't in this book, because it's called Gordon, is an exploration of her experience of her submission during that the, the time she was with Gordon. Exactly. It skips over that. Yeah. So it's sort of an interesting book. She published it again right before she died. Mm-hmm. So obviously it meant something for her as a statement of her experience. Mm -hmm. And and I don't know because I've not done the research, 
if she was with Crombie till he died. Yeah, I don't know. So that would be an interesting question. Yeah. So I thought it was an interesting book. I hated Gordon. Yeah. Didn't like him. And there was a point where I was ready to put the book down because it was just about Gordon. Mm -hmm. But we muscled through it. Yeah, we did. And I think it came to a good resolution. So yeah, it starts off with her being raped on a park bench. Yeah. And it ends with her being used by her new dominant in his office on his and this is what was different table, which is unethical to cross his old medical yeah, ethical it's boundaries. totally unethical but right. let's go to their new dynamic that happens right there yes it was consensual it was consensual so just think about that that's significant that is hugely significant in Correct. this if you think about the non-consent that was going on with gordon all the time all the time right and integrity issues and all right. kinds of, there was like all this stuff. So that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I really connect with her as a submissive, brand new to her, even identifying that out of herself. Yeah, yeah. And then running into Gordon, right, in yes. essence, and exploring that, not liking lots of it. The whole part of, you might say she likes the humiliation. But I don't think she really felt humiliated in those times where he was humiliating her. Right. What I think is she was obedient, and I think she didn't see it that way, but was intrigued how other people thought it was humiliating for her. Right. Specifically so, when she was, after being raped in the park, yes, she was and had to sit at, on the, the, at his feet in that party. Yeah, looking all disheveled. She party, wasn't yeah. really embarrassed. No. So it's only humiliating if, if it's you feel it's yeah. humiliating. So the idea is she, without full comprehension, was exploring these different parts of kink right. and BDSM by way of Gordon's behaviors okay right. and so the end when you get with crombie you can see more of a central dominant right? right and then you think okay so that's what she wants she wants to be told what to do she wants that's why she got after him she wants a man right to say what he means and ask for what he wants and then she wants to obey right that's her turn on that totally. is her kink totally and so i can see gordon will be in the you know it was an important book for her that's why she had it republished, but I really feel Gordon was a chapter of her exploration to where she got to love. I agree. Total stepping stone relationship. Yeah. All right. Good. Fascinating. End, end of the book. On to the next one. Yeah. And the next one's Edge Play. Edge Play by Jane Boone. Yep. Yep. Excited. Right. And I'll play the intro one more time. Great. And then next week, we're going to read we the start first right section into of it. the book. Yeah. And I recommend listeners... Message me we still on have, Twitter. We no, nobody's nobody's no one's done up. it yet. You have to be courageous. You have to make a choice to be first and reach out to Lady Petra. Yeah, on, on my Twitter, on Twitter. my Facebook, on uh, FetLife. Yeah, message me wherever. Message me and say I'd like Jane Boone's Edge Play book, and then we have a book that she sent us that she I want to say one more thing it's a signed copy it's a signed copy right and she also wrapped it up in shibari rope yes so we will then send that to you and there's so, a note in there for you from there's the a author. note from the author yeah okay this is the prologue to edge play by Jane Boone Rubini saw the correction coming so did Schiff Burry made bets that earned a billion I wish I'd possessed their foresight I spoke in hushed tones about my concerns to my boss. I nudged the analyst to dig a little deeper, but I was no Cassandra with the gift of prophecy. I heeded the big swinging dicks who said everything was normal. So when the markets crashed, 
I was stunned, and then I was crushed. The beating was devastating. My group was at the epicenter of the financial crisis and the massive correction that followed. If only Xanax had been enough, but something stronger was required. In the dungeon, there was a different kind of correction. Between the whips and the paddles, the ropes and the chains, I was meeting out punishment instead of taking it. The very men who had caused the crisis, those same big swinging dicks, the bankers and their lawyers, were suddenly naked in my presence and paying dearly for the privilege. They begged me for mercy, their cocks hard and their faces filled with need. I warmed to their howls and thrilled to their grunts. Male privilege came disguised as sexual submission and I wanted to hurt them all, selling misery along with orgasms. And that's how the book begins. That's it for today. If you're interested in kinky relationship coaching, online domination, or if you'd like to sponsor the pod to keep it going, please visit our Patreon website at Lady Petra Playground. You can reach me via email at ladypetraplayground at gmail.com. Our music is composed and performed by Roger Ferguson, who can be found at rogerfergusonmusic.com. Till next time, cheers! Cheers!